This podcast is brought to you by ChasingRoos.com, the online store for international rugby league fans. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. What is up, Kangaroo Chasers, and welcome to another edition of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast, the international rugby league podcast for and by international rugby league fans. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Carboni. If you've been here a few times, you can call me Carbs. If you listen to the Rugby League in America pod, you can call me Don Carboni. And guys, uh, very important. Some of the stuff we talk about on this show, you don't really hear anywhere else. International Rugby League, it's Rugby League World Cup year. Loving it, and I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting from you all on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, you can get me at Chasing Ruse on Instagram, Facebook. You can get me at Chasing Ruse Pod on Twitter. Uh, feel free to DM, interact, ask questions. I'm all about it. So thank you for the support uh, and for liking, sharing, following, listening, telling your friends about us. A little community is growing all the time. The love for International Rugby League is growing all the time, and I'm so proud to be a part of that. Guys, quick one today. I had beer and pizza with John Dutton and Troy Grant uh, last Tuesday. Uh, it wasn't just me. Of course, uh, the new International Rugby League media manager, Brad Walter, from NRL.com, organized the night. A few press people there, a few important people there in International Rugby League circles. Of course, I was there with Mike Wood, the journalist formerly known as the NRL Outsider, and the lady who leagues herself, Mary Kay. We had a great night. Had some good chats with some good people and spent some time with John and Troy, who are always great, always very accommodating. They've both, between them, been on this podcast, I think, five times now. Um, so they really love, and, and I know Troy in particular, he said to me, I love being on your show because your listeners, they really get around it. Uh, they ask me questions afterwards on Twitter. They DM me, they message me, and um, he, he can see how passionate you guys are. So keep it up, guys, and, and keep the support going for International Rugby League. But like I said, it was a great night, and there were some key takeaways that I wanted to talk about right now and a few other things that I wanted to mention as well. So a bit of a Golden Point episode, but firstly, the key takeaways from, from John Dutton and Troy Grant, Beer and Pizza Night. Um, the, the main reason, there's actually two big reasons why John is here. Uh, he's here for about two weeks and he's going to be catching the international games and, and women's origin down in Canberra as well. But the two main reasons he was here was to, for the first time, speak to the NRL clubs in person. And the support they're getting from the NRL clubs in particular has been very strong. The communication has been unlike never before. They're basically telling the clubs how the IRL intend to or how Rugby League World Cup intend to support the players while they're over there, the conditions they'll be in, and really keep the, the clubs comfortable that their assets, the players, are going to be as safe as they can be while they're there and looked after as best as they can be while they're there. Because as we know, the clubs do pay the wages of the players. So uh, the last thing they want is too many injuries in a World Cup, which you've got to find that balance. And, and John spoke very well about that. Um, the support from the NRL clubs has been fantastic for the Rugby League World Cup, uh, which is obviously very different to the 
lack of support from the NRL over the last, you know, 12 months or so. So very interesting to see the club support versus the NRL support. And that's not something that John or Troy said directly, but just the sense I get from the conversations that I'm hearing. The other big thing, and it's one thing that you guys ask me about all the time, especially on Twitter, uh, do we have an Aussie broadcast deal for the World Cup? At the moment, it's not there. But again, it's one of the reasons Johnny's here. So we're probably one or two weeks away from an announcement. There's a couple of potential broadcasters um, and it should be a done deal while Johnny's over here. So we can expect to hear that in probably the next week or so, uh, who the broadcast partner for Australia uh, will be for this World Cup. So very excited to hear that. Can't wait. I'm going to be up. I'm not going to get any sleep during that time. I'm going to be watching. So cannot wait for that. A couple of other things as well. So um, every minute of this World Cup, and I feel like I've heard this before, but it never hit home to me until Tuesday night. But every minute of this World Cup will be live on the BBC in the UK. So that's like their Channel 9 over there for our Aussie listeners. It's their biggest biggest tele- like broadcaster. Now, putting that into perspective, there will be more rugby league shown on the BBC than the Football World Cup or the Euros, I should say, sorry, um, which is massive. That is actually really huge. So um, really excited by that. Great support by the BBC. We've never seen this level of support for rugby league in the UK from a broadcasting perspective, from a monetary perspective, from a sponsorship perspective um, than we have for this World Cup. We may never see it on this scale again. So John steering the ship they need to take advantage of this over there and, and off the back of that, really grow the game um, and hopefully they have a good platform to do so. Speaking of looking into the future, huge interest across France uh, for 2025 World Cup um, matches. So pretty much um, my understanding or my thoughts were that a lot of the 2025 World Cup would be played in the south of France with maybe a game or two in Paris, but it looks as though the interest they are getting to host matches and nations is coming from all over France, which is, again, unprecedented for Rugby League and just a testament of how huge this event can be and how important a foundation it can be for Rugby League in France. So we've had Troy on the show before. He's talked about, you know, the need to get a second professional Rugby League competition in Europe based in France off the back of the World Cup. It's an audacious, a big, hairy, audacious goal. But this is an opportunity. This is the platform and hopefully we can do it. So great things coming out of that night. Um, obviously also heard some good things about the Tongan side and, and uh, what's going on in Tonga. So obviously still the, the interim administration looking after the Tongan national team. But over the last 12 months, quietly, they've been improving their processes, their training and the level of process administration training for Tonga I'm hearing is on par with that of Australia and New Zealand. And that should scare a lot of nations at this World Cup, um, that the Tongan boys are, you know, pretty much working in the same standards and conditions as the big guns. So they're, they're a big gun officially. And I think we're going to see that next week in the test against New Zealand. And we're going to see that at the World Cup. Uh, Tonga are looking good. Uh, so a lot of good takeaways from the night. We had a lot of fun. And as always, great to see John and Troy in real life for the first time. I've had many conversations with them both and, and many others as well that were there on the night. I won't name everyone, but it was a great night. So 
good to be around the whole International Rugby League crew there. Guys, um, golden point, I want to talk a little bit about NRLW. And uh, we had some at the announcement, the expansion announcement, that there's going to be four new clubs next season. So four new clubs, there'll be 10 teams. Uh, the, the NRLW will go over 11 weeks. So everyone plays each other once, semifinals, final, which I think is fantastic. Uh, great support from the, the partners in Telstra and, and other sponsors as well. So more money going into the game, pathways coming through. Uh, the four clubs, let's talk about that. So Canberra Raiders, I love that. Love that the Raiders get aside. North Queensland Cowboys, I love that. That's these. That's expansion. Cowboys, Raiders, Canberra, North Queensland. That's expansion. Then we get to the Sydney clubs. Um, Cronulla Sharks, I hate it, and I'm really sorry. I know the Sharks have built wonderful women's pathways, and arguably they probably should have been there at, in the first season instead of St George. Arguably because of the pathways they were building. But now that Saints are there, I just don't see why Cronulla's there as well. Like, yes, they've built great pathways, but those pathways should be directed to St. George Illawarra. There is no need for another Sydney club right next door. We've made those mistakes in the NRL men's. Why are we repeating those mistakes in the NRL women's? I don't know. West Tigers, I feel a bit better about. I don't mind the Tigers, especially if they... Uh, base themselves and recruit from the MacArthur region. I think there is room in Sydney for that and definitely room for another Western Sydney team. Could it have been Penrith? Yeah, maybe, but I'm happy with the Tigers. And of course, my boy Big T gets his team. So, you know, that makes me a little bit biased. But look, the good news is more NRLW clubs, more NRLW, more opportunities for the ladies, hopefully some more monetary opportunities for the ladies as well. And great to see the NRL growing and growing and um, huge opportunities for women in sport. And, you know, this is, to my mind, the premier women's sporting competition in Australia. So let's keep it going. Um, Oh, the other thing was no Warriors, which is very interesting. We all assume that, you know, obviously during COVID lockdowns, the Warriors um, obviously had to go, but we assumed they would be back and to not see them there is disappointing. But also understanding um, a competition like this that's not fully professional to have women travelling to from New Zealand, it's hard. Um, it's not great for the Kiwi Ferns. Hopefully some of some of the ladies can get some positions in squads over here. But um, we need to consider how to keep the Ferns strong and what to do with the Warriors, what to do with Women's Rugby League in New Zealand as well. I think that's something that needs some thought and I'm not really hearing many people talk about Um Maybe we need an emergency podcast, Big T and Mary Kay. Let's see how we go. Uh, guys, a couple of other things. So before I get into the international games that are coming up um, this weekend and next weekend, I want to talk, give a shout out, I suppose, to five rugby league nations. So four of them I'll start with. Um, there's a lot of good domestic rugby league happening around the world and we're starting to see some great action in <clears throat> Island, so Rugby League Island, they're up to round three, round three in their domestic competition. Rugby League Ghana, they're up to round six in their domestic competition. Rugby League Jamaica, round one, it's the first time in 18 months that they've had domestic rugby league after over there. We weren't expecting to see it uh, this year or until later this year, so the fact that they've got up early is amazing. And of course, our friends at Rugby League Netherlands are round one as well. So six clubs over there going strong. Um, and I won't go through results and things like that because all I have is numbers, all I have is results. 
Uh, if either of those nations want to send me images and match reports every week, I'll happily share them on our socials. But until then, or otherwise, go and follow Rugby League Ireland, Rugby League Ghana, Jamaican Rugby League and Netherlands Rugby League Bond on the socials to see all the results week to week. Um, they're covering it. They're doing a great job. And it's great to see Rugby League happening in those nations once again. Also, big shout out to the Filipino Rugby League. So in the Philippines, they've just been recognised by their National Olympic Committee. This is huge. This means, unlike most nations around the world, Rugby League is recognised as a real sport by the governing bodies in the Philippines. Massive, great in terms of support they're going to be able to get, funding they're going to be able to access. It's a big deal. Uh, of course, domestic Rugby League has is very new in the Philippines, but it's happening uh, and getting a lot of support from the DS4 here in Australia as well. So Filipino Rugby League kicking some massive goals, and that is a huge one. So big shout-out to them. Beautiful. Okay, shout-outs out of the way. Let's talk about the calendar for the next couple of weeks because it is International Rugby League season, and I am really excited. So we've got – it starts this weekend – over in the UK. So we've got on Saturday, we've got um, in Halifax, we've got some wheelchair rugby league between Ireland and Scotland. That's always a big one. We'll have some women's rugby league. So England will play France at Hallowell Jones Stadium. Then on Sunday, we'll have some more wheelchair rugby league between England and France. That's in Manchester. We'll have some women's Euro B. So Wales will play Italy uh, at Cross Camp in Wales. So Italy losing to Ireland last week, I think it was 30 to 4 or 30 to 6. Um, they will do it tough against Wales as well. Wales have a good squad, but I'm backing my Italian girls. I, I think it, Wales will probably beat them, but fingers crossed for the ladies in Italy. And then we have the big one on Sunday is France versus Wales in Albi. So this is low-key, the match I'm really looking forward to this weekend. France versus Wales, this French side is made up of entirely, or the squad is made up of entirely Super League players, bar one player. Um, that is huge. That is what two clubs in Super League gives you, opportunities like that. And we need to find a way to keep Toulouse in the Super League. Don't at me, um, Wakefield fans or anything like that. Like, I understand you love your club, you want them in the Super League, but we've got to keep Toulouse there. It's really important. Um, there's also a match between England and some All-Stars, but I call that the Who Cares Cup. 19 of those other nation All-Stars players pulled out. They don't even care. I, I won't talk too much on this, but England should be playing France every single year, no questions asked, and I won't talk about it any more than that. Next week... Uh, we get some action in on our side of the world. So Wednesday, 22nd of June, so next Wednesday, if you're around Belmore at 7.30, it's Malta versus Lebanon. Uh, this should be a cracker. Two very strong heritage squads over here. Uh, Malta versus Lebanon, probably two of the strongest, but Italy's probably the other one. Um, if you're talking about top-tier heritage nations here in Australia. So Malta versus Lebanon is huge. Uh, Lebanon, it's their first hit out before the World Cup, so they're going to be taking this very seriously. And Malta, of course, very strong. Won't see any NRL talent here, but we're going to see some strong squads and a very good game. So if you're around Belmore Wednesday night, make sure you pop in and check this one out. Tickets will be pretty cheap and you'll get some good action there. Friday night, 24th, Women's State of Origin in Canberra. Have to mention it. I know my girl Mary Kay, the lady who leagues, will be down there with her World Cup beanie. Uh, supporting the women 
And that's going to be huge, huge game. Um, and I'm glad it's in Canberra, despite how cold it's going to be for the fans. Uh, it's just a good, good spot, good opportunity for Canberra, especially after the announcement that the Raiders will be getting an NRLW team. I think it's really cool. Saturday. Whoa, I'm fucking excited for Saturday, let me tell you. So Saturday at Campbelltown, we've got Samoa versus the Cook Islands. We've got Papua New Guinea versus Fiji. Always fiery matchups. They're going to be great games. They're going to be close games. I'm tipping Samoa in the first game and Fiji in the second game. Um, good squads, a lot of NRL talent on show. These are going to be great. And if you're around Campbelltown, make sure you get out there. I think there's tickets for like 10 bucks to get two games of this quality and the atmosphere is going to be great. Um, get out there to Campbelltown, support International Rugby League. Finally, the pinnacle of rugby league, of course, New Zealand versus Tonga. <laughs> and I say that tongue in cheek. To be honest, I'm more excited for this game than I am State of Origin. I made a comment about that on Twitter and the reaction was very much 50-50. Some people, a lot of you guys telling me you agree, but some losers telling me that uh, I'm an idiot, that I'm blind, etc., etc. You get that on Twitter. And I actually had a good chuckle about all of it. But New Zealand v Tonga at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland on Saturday. This is International Rugby League back at its best. This, to me, is the pinnacle. The two squads are top notch. Like, if you're excited about Origin on Sunday, which I won't talk too much about other than the fact that it's in Perth, which I always love, go the Perth Bears. Um, if you're excited about Origin, you should be excited about this as well. The two the squads are incredible. There's, like, great sides named for New Zealand and Tonga. It's going to be fiery. I, I can bet my house that the atmosphere at Mount Smart Stadium will be much more electric than it will be in Perth for Origin as well. I don't want to make it a competition. I love Origin. I love International Rugby League, but New Zealand versus Tonga, this is the game that I am really anticipating, really excited about, and I can't wait to be watching it. Um, the big news to come out of it was the selection of Daniel Tupo and Katoni Staggs for Tonga. It raised some eyebrows because, of course, those two guys will probably be named for the New South Wales side as well. Let's be honest, they're going to play for New South Wales if that's the opportunity because the money is there uh, and that's fine. They can have their cake and eat it too because I'll be playing for Tonga at the World Cup. Um, and hey, let me tell you, that Tongan squad looks great. But so does New Zealand. Low-key, New Zealand flying under the radar. Dylan Brown, um, Cheese, Hughes, um, great side. But yeah, Tonga looking special. I'm just, can you tell I'm excited? I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But yeah, get around it, guys. We have been calling as kangaroo chasers, as international rugby league fans, we have been calling for more international rugby league. We've been starved. We've been hungry for the last 18 months. Yes, it's been COVID. Yes, we understand why, but it's back. And this is your opportunity to support. So get around it. If you're in the UK, get around those matches this weekend. If you're in Australia, if you're in Belmore, if you're in Campbelltown, if you live in Perth, get to these games. Um, if you are in Auckland, get to that game, the biggest game, the pinnacle, New Zealand versus Tonga. And guys, I'm excited. I'm going to wrap this one up and release it straight away. I'm Michael Carboni. Thanks for chasing kangaroos with me.